Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. We are still on Abraham in our lectionary for the Old Testament. Amy has articulately highlighted Abraham and Sarah's faithfulness to God amid a waiting for promise to be fulfilled. This looked at times like grasping to make something happen or perhaps to control or to solve toward an outcome they understood was to take place. We can all kind of relate to that in our daily lives as we also live with promises of God that are not yet fulfilled. For them, it was real-time change that they needed desperately. And for us, the big promises that may feel unfilled fulfilled might have more to do with our eternal destiny in glory and all that is coming to us as we continue to journey, bringing all that is possible of the not yet to our now experience. But we share with Abraham and Sarah that we are pilgrims waiting for promises to be fulfilled on our way to a new place. Abraham is significant in the faith. He was the first of the Hebrew patriarchs. The other great patriarchs are Isaac, Abraham's son, and Jacob, Isaac's son. Throughout their lives, these people journeyed and settled with land and family while navigating deep spirituality. Abraham is really known for his great faith. Abraham's life is bookended by Genesis 12 when he is first called to go and leave family and leave his past behind, and this chapter where he obediently goes and prepares to offer the son promised as a sacrifice. We dial into the crazy and important drama of this moment as we read the passage, but it may help us to simply just for a moment pretend we do not know where the story goes and take it in as if we are hearing it for the first time. It is more than jarring. Is Abraham full of faith? Or has Abraham lost his mind? What is happening here? The ancestral promise that has driven Abraham's life is fulfilled in Isaac, the descendants, the land. No child, and all becomes meaningless. Ephraim Spicer, in his commentary on Genesis, said well, Isaac was the only link to the far-off goal to which Abraham's life was dedicated. To sacrifice Isaac was to forego at the same time the long-range objective itself. In Genesis 12, Abraham is saying goodbye to his past. In this narrative, Abraham is saying goodbye to his future. Following God costs everything. Abraham's response Radical obedience. We hear in the opening verse that God is testing Abraham. This can be misunderstood very quickly, perhaps from anxiety as a child in school, a measurement of something. Do we pass or fail? Did we make the grade? As we have been looking at Abraham's life, a part of what things hang on are words. God's spoken promises and calling Abraham's response and willingness But here, God is looking for something, not for Abraham to earn anything, but to demonstrate the reality of faith that exists. Arnold, in his commentary on this passage, articulately asserts the idea is not to torture Abraham, 
but to demonstrate a truth that can be observed in contrast to a truth that is only asserted, words and actions. Something is happening to show what exists in the inner life. We see in this narrative the confidence Abraham has in his relationship with God. We have been hearing the last couple weeks about doubt and challenge regarding promises, but really regarding God's nature and character. And here, God is asking for the most, and Abraham does not even flinch. We do not see or hear of his inner life, but watch his actions. And a part of what we see throughout Abraham's life is the importance of actions. We must be careful because we can simply strip Abraham's emotional life down or mental life down and think, well, he does not really love Isaac. He's just doing this to be obedient. But it is not that Abraham does not love Isaac. It is that Abraham trusts God to do something wonderful and remarkable in the face of the unbearable. I'm going to say that again. It is not that Abraham does not love Isaac. It is that Abraham trusts God to do something wonderful and remarkable in the face of the unbearable. We hear about this in the letter to the Hebrews in chapter 11. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promise, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. We hear a mantra in this passage in chapter And it is throughout Abraham's life, in this mantra, a strategy for focus and concentration for Abraham is, God himself will provide. He even says to Isaac, God will see to it, my son. They journey together. In Hebrew, fascinatingly, there are two verbs used here that are super concise and active. The first is about the binding of Isaac as he is placed on top of the wood and altar and Abraham seizes the knife. The word for binding used here is only used in this one place in Scripture. There is conciseness also when the action is halted by the voice of the angel of the Lord. Now, Abraham has experienced messengers of God, but this is what is referred to as a theophany, a personal encounter with God. God is speaking directly to Abraham with urgency, and during all the terror and chaos and emotion that is happening, Abraham's response is, here I am. Later, Abraham names this place, the Lord will provide, the mantra that has come to mean more than ever before. It is here that the test, the circumstance, which reveals what is inside of Abraham's heart and mind, meets God's revelation of God's self. Faith-filled action and provision in a moment of radical obedience that must have been full of terror. We garner from Abraham lots of important stuff to ponder. Promises need hope and action and faith. 
Our humanity shows itself through our fear and control and conniving to get what we believe God has promised to us. God is graceful. God does want to know what is in our hearts and minds as we journey through our lives and our circumstances, things that will allow what is in our insides to show on the outside. It does not mean that we have to be perfect. Look at Abraham. He was deceitful at times. He was a little conniving here and there and was trying to make some things happen in some sideways ways. Abraham grew as he responded by dwelling with others, practicing religion and personal spirituality, and responding to God's grace, awaiting the promise. Transformation happened over time. And he became so confident at the moment of truth, he responded with unwavering, radical obedience. We live with promises. We have the opportunity to grow hope strong, And we have the opportunity to act on the reality of promises. We can grow character and faith so that at the moments of chaos and terror in our lives, what comes out of us is the very best. We have a lot to learn from Abraham. Thank God that God is a God of relationship and revelation. The Lord will provide.